G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. What is it that is in us that makes us say, well, I can fix this? Actually, maybe you can't. And really what you need to do is call out to the Lord. It seems we try everything else first. Prayer is often our last resort. Pastor Greg Laurie reminds us to think of the Lord first. When we take our eyes off of Jesus and we allow our minds and hearts to be filled with doubt, fear and anxiety, we can start to sink. Here's what you need to do. Cry out to Jesus. This is the day when the lost are found. This is the day for a new beginning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Again you hear all the angels are singing. This is the day, the day when life begins. Problems often bring worry and fear. Fear and worry make it difficult to solve problems, which causes more fear and more worry. Many of us have been caught in a downward spiral like that. But often when we get to the end of ourselves, we get to the beginning of God. On A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie points out the Lord is ready to help and waits for our invitation. So what is it that has you backed into a corner today? Help is on the way from the Book of Romans. So let's read some words from Scripture. John chapter 14, a very familiar passage, one that I really love. Uh, Jesus says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. There where I am, you know. And you may be there also. Where, where I go you know and the way you know. We'll stop there. The word that Jesus uses here for troubled is a picturesque word. It means don't let your heart shudder. Have you ever had your heart shudder? Just really bad news. Something that just was a shock to your nervous system. He says don't let your heart shudder. One day Jesus said to his disciples, Let's cross over to the other side. And they got in the boat, made their way across the Sea of Galilee, which is actually a massive freshwater lake. And uh, then a huge storm came, and the waves were beating against their little boat, but Jesus was asleep. They woke him up and said, Master, don't you care that we're perishing? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind stopped and the water was calm and Jesus turned to them and said, why are you so afraid? Don't you have any faith? See, what they saw was Jesus had the power to stop nature's havoc if he chose to. When he said, peace be still. And sometimes Jesus will come into the midst of your problem and say, stop, and it stops. And other times he's just with you as you face your problem, but I look at it this way. Better to be in a storm with Jesus than anywhere else without Him. If Jesus is on board my boat, 
that I'm okay. And by the way, Jesus said, let's cross over to the other side. He didn't say, let's go out to the middle of the Sea of Galilee and I'll die. If he said that, I would not have gotten on that boat. He said, let's go to the other side. He did not promise them smooth sailing, but He did promise them a safe arrival. And the same is true for us. He has not promised you smooth sailing in life, but He has promised you a safe arrival. You will get to the other side. Well, I want to look at one last story. This is also on the Sea of Galilee. This is also about Jesus out there during a storm, but this one's a little different. It was a stormy night, and the disciples were on the boat, but uh, Jesus was not on board with them on that particular occasion. And then they turned and saw Jesus walking over the tops of those waves. And that brings us to Matthew 14, verse 27. Uh, if you haven't turned there yet, look at that. Matthew 14. Immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Don't be afraid. Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. Jesus said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water. And when he saw, you might underline those two words, he saw the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. Well, stop there. So why did Peter sink? Because he was afraid. Fear makes us sink. We all know the feeling. Everything's going great. And all of a sudden we're gripped with anxiety and fear and we're practically drowning in our doubts. Faith gives way to fear, trust to worry. And when faith reigns, fear has no place. But when fear reigns, faith is driven away. Why did Peter sink? Number one, because he took his eyes off of Jesus. Years ago we were in Hawaii and uh, Jonathan was much younger then and he wanted to learn how to scuba dive. So I said, okay, well, let's put you through a little course. And the way it worked is they would train you for a day, and then you would go out for a dive the next day with a certified instructor. So I met the instructor, and I said, well, I'm certified too. And he says, oh, good, you can come on the dive tomorrow. I said, good. And so Jonathan went through his whole day of training, and the next day came, and it was kind of stormy, and all the boats were pitching out there on the water, and I was hoping they'd cancel the dive, and no, it was on still, so we all got in the boat. Now the problem is I had not dove for quite a long time, and I was a little rusty, and I'm getting the equipment on, and you've got the weight belt, and you've got the regulator, and the mask, and the tanks, and the fins, and everything, you know, and, and, I'm, and you're sitting on a boat, and the way we were to get in is just fall backwards into the water, which is the last thing you want to do when you have a bunch of weight attached to you, Right? And so I was, I was a little nervous because I was hoping I would remember everything and I didn't like the way the water was moving around and uh, Jonathan looked pretty scared so I just didn't want to show him I was scared too because I'm certified, right? I'm supposed to be, you know, cool and calm. So, uh, so we go in the water and uh, we're under a bit and, and it's even worse there. And I look over at Jonathan and his eyes were as big as saucers. They were huge. He's totally panicking. And he's looking over at the instructor. And the instructor says to him, Jonathan, look at me. Jonathan, look at me. And then he says to Jonathan, remember your training. And I'm looking at the instructor too going, okay, kids. I don't know what the training was, but I'm looking at you. Are we going to live through this? Well, everything was okay. But I thought there was pretty good advice. Look at me and remember your training. So when we're looking to Jesus, 
We can do crazy things, wonderful things, faith-filled things, seemingly impossible things. But when we take our eyes off of Jesus and we allow our minds and hearts to be filled with doubt, fear, and anxiety, we can start to sink just like Peter started to sink. But when that happens, here's what you need to do. Cry out to Jesus. Look at verse 30. Beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. There's nothing wrong with doing that. What is it that is in us that makes us say, well, I can, I can fix this. I can get through this. I can control this. Actually, maybe you can't. And really what you need to do is call out to the Lord. Oh, it's a sign of weakness. I actually think it's a sign of intelligence. I think it's a sign of stupidity to think you don't need God's help. I love what Jesus said. Verse 31. Immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him. Peter's going down. He catches him, pulling him up, and he says, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Interesting thing, this word, these words, little faith, is one word in the Greek. And there's sort of a tenderness to it. Oh, little faith. Not two words, one, one word. Oh, little faith. Almost like a nickname. Oh, little faith. Buddy, I know I named you Peter, and I know that means rock, and I know rocks sink. But hey man, you were doing well. You were on a roll. Why did you doubt? Why did you take your eyes off of me? And then he lifts them up and they walk back to the boat. Maybe you're sinking right now. You're filled with fear and anxiety and worry, and you feel defeated. Maybe you're in the grip of some addiction. You say, oh, I can handle it. I've handled this before and then you've fallen. You know, you've fallen off the wagon and you're back in that same state again. You never thought you'd be there again, but there you are and you're wondering, can I ever get out of this again? I feel like I'm sinking it. It's the worst it's ever been. Or maybe there's somebody that has a marriage that's unraveling. You think, I don't think there's any hope for my marriage. Or there's somebody else that's dealing with some other problem, but you need to call out to the Lord and remember that God is in control of your life. Romans 8, 28 says, For we know that all things work together for good to those that love God and are called according to His purpose. Verse 29, For whom He foreknew, He also did predestine to be conformed into the image of His own dear Son. So here's how it works. Something bad happens and we quote Romans 8, 28. Well, all things work together for good. So no matter how bad it is, it's gonna be good. That's not what the verse says. It says all things work together for good. It doesn't even say that God makes all things good because some things are bad. If you lose a loved one, that's bad. That's sad. That's hard. Well, it'll work together for good. No, God will bring good despite this tremendous loss. There's other hardships you maybe have faced and don't try to think that everything has to become good. God will bring good despite some of the bad things He allows in our life. But here's now the big picture. One day when I get to heaven, I may realize that those so-called bad things were maybe actually good things. I don't know that I could understand that, this side of heaven. But on the other side, I'll say, oh, I get it. You were using that to conform me into the image of your own dear son. You were using that to prepare me for something still in my future. And actually my loved one that died, 
And I felt so bad about that. They were in pure bliss and happiness. But I was suffering because I missed them. But now I see that you even had a purpose in that. There's a lot of mysteries. We're not going to figure out this side of heaven. So we just need to trust Him until that day. But whatever you're going through can be turned around. There's one final movement in this story, and I'll close. As Jesus is walking to them on the water, in Mark's version, it says, and He would have walked right past them. I love that detail. It's like here they are freaking out in the water. They see Jesus walking, and He doesn't even walk to them. He's just kind of walking by like, hey guys, how's it going? I'm Jesus. I'm just walking around on the water. Because when you're God, you can do stuff like this. It's amazing. And they're like, no, Lord, Lord, come on board our boat. We need you here. Oh, you want me to come? Yeah, we want you to come. Sure, here I come. And I think the reason Jesus did this is He won't force His way into anybody's life. You know, you have your problems right now. I don't want Jesus. Okay, He won't force His way into your life. Go ahead and deal with your troubles in your own way. Freak out, worry, be filled with anxiety. That's not gonna help. Turn to drugs, turn to drinking, turn to whatever it is you think is gonna fix it. That's not gonna help you. Or you can call out to Him. But I'm telling you, the moment you call out to Him, He will hear your prayer and He will answer your prayer. The Bible says, whoever will call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And the verse that sums it all up is Revelation 3.20 where Jesus says, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock and if you'll hear my voice and open the door, I will come in. How easily he could have said, I'm God, you're not. I'm kicking the door in, so get out of the way. By the way, have you ever tried to kick a door in? Uh, I did once. Uh, we were living in a little house in Riverside and we were locked out and we couldn't get in and so I thought it would be a great idea to kick the door in. And I did after like 25 kicks and practically dislocating my leg. But John Wayne did it with one kick, right? So <laughs> it, it's not so easy to do. He could have kicked his way in. He could force his way in. Says, hey, if you don't want me in your life, I won't come in your life. But if you want me in your life, I'll be there. I'll be there. And I'll help you. And I wonder if there's somebody here that's sinking. Maybe you're sinking in addiction. You're sinking in despair. You're sinking in loneliness. You're sinking in anxiety. In reality, you're sinking in sin. And your only hope is Jesus. If you'll call out to Him, He'll reach out and pull you out. But you have to ask for His help and call in His name. He died on the cross 2,000 years ago for you. Let me finish the verse I quoted earlier, John 14, where He says, There where I am, you know. And you may be there also. Where I go, you know, and the way, you know. And Thomas said, we don't know the way you're going. And we don't even know what you're talking about. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father but by me. So now he's telling us how to come into a relationship with the Father through him. And only through him. All roads don't lead to God. All religions don't pray to the same God as some would assert. No, we're calling on the true and living God. And the only way to come to Him is through Jesus. Why? Because only Jesus died on the cross for the sin of the world. No guru did that. No prophet so-called did that. No other leader did that. But Jesus died for us. And then He rose again from the dead. And He's alive and He's with us here right now. And He'll come into your life and forgive you of your sin. But you must ask Him to. In a moment we're going to pray. 
and I'm going to extend an opportunity for you to believe in Jesus. An opportunity for you to ask him to come into your life. If you've not done that yet, why don't you do it right now? Let's all pray together. Father, thank you for loving us so much that you sent Jesus to die on the cross in our place. Lord Jesus, thank you for coming and laying your life down and then rising again from the dead. Thank you that you're here ready to forgive sins for those that would call on you. Help those that need you to reach out to you now. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. important prayer about inviting the Lord into our lives. And if you'd like to respond today and know the Lord personally, Pastor Greg Laurie would like to help. Yeah, you know, the Bible tells us that Jesus Christ stands at the door of our life and he knocks. And if any man will hear his voice and open the door, he will come in. Maybe as you've heard me speak today, well, you've heard another voice speaking to you. It's the voice of God. And you realize you need Christ in your life. You need your sin forgiven. You want the assurance that you will go to heaven when you die. Well, here's what you need to do. You need to pray. And I would like to lead you in a prayer right now where you will be saying to Jesus, Lord, come into my life. I choose to follow you. So let's pray. Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner, but I thank you for dying on the cross for my sin. I turn from that sin now and I put my faith in you. Be my Lord, my Savior, and my God, and my friend. I choose to follow you, Jesus, from this moment forward. Thank you for loving me, and calling me, and accepting me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. And if you've just prayed those words with Pastor Greg, and you meant them sincerely, know that the Lord has heard you, and forgiven you of your sin. We want to welcome you into the family of God. And we'd love to send you some follow-up materials to help you begin this new life of faith. Just ask for our New Believers Growth Packet when you call us on 1-800-00-5011. Well, next time, Pastor Greg has more in-depth insight on how the Lord enables us to live a life free from fear, anxiety, and worry. Doesn't that sound great? Learn more when you join us on Monday, same time, on A New Beginning. copy of today's full message, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. It was called God's Answer to Fear, Anxiety and Worry. Just go to visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-00-5011. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.